Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to the Motivated Lawn Care Show. Um, I wanted to talk about today, specifically, right, if you're in the situation where your profit isn't where you want it to be, or you keep running into the same problem where you think you're making money, you think you're making a lot of money, you think you're doing good. And so obviously when that happens, you go into a mindset of, oh, I have, you go into a mindset of plenty, right, where you can say, I can afford to eat out, I can afford to do this, I can afford to do that. Um, I can afford to not think about it as much, that kind of thing. And then what happens when you do that is you spend money and then you go back and then you realize there's not enough money left over to do the things that are actually important to keep my business afloat. So if that's ever happened to you where you keep running into boats where you have big goals for your numbers and maybe you get kind of close, but you don't do the profit that you, like you get close revenue-wise, but you don't get close to your profit, or just in general, you're not hitting those goals. And from a number standpoint, you're realizing, hey, I'm, I, I don't know why, but it's just not enough money's in the bank account, or it's not the same as what you thought it was gonna be, and you don't have a good consistent way of tracking that, or you already think you have a good way of tracking it, you think you're tracking your profit well, but you wanna double check and kind of go over and be like, okay, Am I really doing this right? Am I really looking over all of where my money is going correctly? And am I using that stuff correctly? And am I going into my bidding in the way that I bid, that way that I conduct business with my numbers in mind, okay? It's gonna be a boring one, kind of. I'll make it fun for you guys. But if if that sounds like you, I've got three things real quick. I know one of those three bullet point things, but the first one is reevaluate your current numbers. And we're gonna go over all of it further in the episode, so stay tuned. Um, reevaluate your current numbers, right? I'm going to go over how I stay on top of my numbers and then some ways that we're pivoting to get better with this because we're not where we need to be. And I recognize that I'm not here preaching on a pedestal. I'm saying here, here's what we've done in the past to get us from absolutely just stupid, not making money to, okay, we're making decent money to, all right, let's profit more money than we even would have thought was possible. Um, the second one is bid with your break even in mind. Okay. So what does this mean? It means going into estimates with the correct frame in order to be able to hit those profit goals, not just the revenue goals, but the profit goals. And the third one is cash flow over profit and loss. Now you guys probably have no idea what any of that means. And that's good because I'm going to teach you what it means. And I'm going to tell you right here, right now, if you don't know what cash flow is, if you don't know how to, um, make cash flow projections for your company. And if you don't know what a profit and loss thing, that's even worse because everybody kind of knows what a profit and loss is, but cash flow is where things get a little bit harder. And I'm not gonna pretend like I am um, the guru, the, the know-it-all on this, but hopefully I can get you guys from the point where you're not really making any money, or you're like, shoot, I don't know where all the money's going, to a place where you say, hey, I didn't even realize we were gonna make this much money, which by the way, is the greatest feeling in the world. It's euphoric and it's one of those high moments in entrepreneurship. With that being said, my name is Caleb Nguyen and I am the host of the Motivated Lawn Care Show, which you're tuning into right now. I run a lawn care landscaping business out of Syracuse, New York. We're just getting the snow removal too, which is gonna be a banger winner for us. I mean, just crazy contracts and maybe I'll get into it a little bit more in a future episode, but as the time of this recording, there's so much pending and so much stuff going on that I don't really know and I can't really say yet. Um, and I've been able to have, um, the fortune to work with about a, a half dozen guys to help them get their businesses from, you know, basically nothing, basically from scratch, from from a point where they really just know how to mow lawns to the point where they can't handle any more work and they're having to bring on new guys to help them handle the work and create systems within their business. But that being said, let's jump into this. How do you track all your numbers, like the big picture, um, to be able to hit your profit goals, to be able to have money left over. It's actually know where the money's going in the first place. I'm gonna walk you through number one, I'm gonna reevaluate your current numbers. This is a very basic baseline thing to do. I'm gonna link, um, let me see if I can find this. 
I'm going to link down below. No, it's not that. Uh, da, 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 da. I got some my Google Drive here. So I'm going to link down below a public example of exactly the sheet that I want you guys to use. So if you're like, okay, great, but I don't even know how to use Google Sheets. I'm not going to be able to really take action on this. I just want someone to give me the thing that, that works. I'm going to link it down below because I've had people DM me before and ask me for it. I just forget to send it to you and you just end up buried in the DMs. And I'm sorry about that if I haven't sent it to you and you're like, dude, this guy sucks. I'm sorry. I sometimes forget. So I'm going to walk you through this really, really quick here. Uh, I'm going to pull it up in front of me so that I can make sure it's accurate for you guys. So here's how we list it out. By the way, if you are um, on your computer and you're working and you're listening to this too, pull up this podcast on your browser. You can just do the Motivated Lawn Care Show and it should be one of the most recent episodes if you're listening to this pretty soon after it came out. And then you can just go ahead, pop right in there and then go ahead and just check out, um, click the link. It'll bring you to the sheet. The sheet is going to be available for you to edit and stuff like that. Make a copy of the sheet because people will randomly just start editing your document. If you take this original document and you're editing that, People will come in and mess up your numbers. So make a copy um, for yourself, totally free. It's on It's on me. Um, but here's how I lay it out. If you don't have a visual representation in front of you, I'm just gonna give you the highlights, okay? There's three sections of the document that I have. The first one is the work week list. Now, for the work week list, this works especially well for people who have just one crew and you're going out, going out there and doing it yourself. Um, or you have other people going out, but one crew, right? This is really what this is built for. If you've got four crews, I'm sorry, it's you're probably gonna have to re-engineer it. Great, it's a great concept, but you're gonna have to re-engineer it. I know I'm re-engineering it because we're not gonna be running just one crew this winter. We're probably gonna be running, well, right now it's definitely three, but it could be anywhere from three to nine crews. So it's not gonna work the same for nine as it is for three or for one. But with that being said, you can re-engineer it if you're smart. If you've been able to build out multiple crews, I guarantee you're gonna be able to figure this out. So three main sections. One is the list, the work list. So each day, and I have the date, so I'm pulling up with the November one here. I have five, eight, and it has um, a list that goes down the side, and it has list one through 35 of all the properties we're going to do. So this is how we structure our weeks is Monday through Thursday is mowing, and then the end of Thursday and Friday is landscaping. And if we want to do a little bit of extra landscaping, we'll do that on Saturday. So um, it says five, eight, five, nine, five, ten. Uh, I think it says actually, I might have the wrong dates in here. So that would be 10, 30. Uh, it's October, I mean, last week of October, first week of November, 1031, uh, 11, 01, which by the way is my birthday. So if you know, you want to wish me a happy birthday on my birthday, I think this is actually probably come out, going to come out way after my birthday, but you know, just in case, just in case for next year, you want to show me some love. So um, it'll have the dates up top. Then it'll have a list on the side of one through 35 of each each job. And then it'll say property, okay? There's a little block that says property on the right next to it says job. And then um, there's a color code. So we have a color code in there. Green is lawn mowing, red is leaf job, uh, brown is mulch job. And there's a pink that require, that's other. So it requires details, which basically tells my guys that they need to check with me or Philip or whoever's in charge of you know giving details. It's generally for landscaping jobs on what the job is to make sure that they check with us ahead of the day. So when they go in there and they say, oh, what are we doing today? Oh, there's a there's a pink in there. They text us and say, hey, what's the job that we're going to be doing? Oh, you see the property because there's a property address. There's the, what type of job drive time. We put in the drive time from the one property to the next. So it's a way that we can track, hey, um, 
you know, how our, our, if we're not hitting our numbers, but we're bidding properties in a way that square footage may be there profitably, but then we're like, man, we're just not making the money we want to. It's probably because we have too much drive time. We need to increase prices accordingly for drive time, um, time at property in man minutes. So it's not even like man hours because then you'd be like 0.2, 0.3, and it just gets confusing. We do man minutes, right? So one, let's say that you are there for an hour, that's 60 man minutes. Hypothetically, if you have two people, it should take 30 man minutes. Does it really actually equate to that? No. But let's say I put two guys at a site for an hour, that's 120 man minutes. Maybe I could do it myself in 180 instead of, you know, the, you know, I could, well, I could do it myself in an hour and a half, or 90 man minutes, but the two of them get it done in 120 man minutes, which is actually 60 minutes because there's two of them on the job. So they get it done in an extra 30 minutes faster than me, if that makes sense. So we calculate, we just multiply the man minutes by each guy. Um, next is price. We'll put in the price there because we have like a feature where it automatically adds it up at the bottom, how much money we're making each day. So we can check each day to make sure we're hitting our numbers. And if we're like, dude, we're not doing a $1,300 day, a $1,200 day for mowing, something's wrong, we need to increase prices, there's too much drive time, that kind of stuff happens. Um, so that's the first, there's three sections to the sheet. So that's the first one. It has properties, what we do at the properties, drive time, time at property, price. And I, I swear this will all make sense in a second. The next one is hours. And so we have the date, the name of the employee, the times work, the hours work, and the current hourly wage. Now this is all automatically, it automatically just creates this and spits out a total weekly man hours at the bottom of the page. So you know, hey, we did um, $5,000 with XYZ crew in this week, Monday through Thursday. So an average of $12.50, I might do the math right on this, $12.50 a day. Um, and the guy said there was two guys who did eight hours a piece. So my big humongous math brain, also known as my iPhone right next to me, is going to say that eight, so 16 times four is 64. So it should add up to 64 total man hours um, plus load unload, picking up and, you know, all the all that sh those shenanigans with the truck and trailer. Maybe it adds another 30 minutes to the end of, the, of every day. Cool. It's an extra two hours times two, four hours, so 68 hours, right? Maybe it says total weekly man hours is 68 hours, and we did $5,000 divided by 68. So that's $73 per man hour. So I can literally do the math on the top of my head, but here's where it gets fun, because you see how I manually did that? What if I told you that the third section of the sheet is a beautiful section of the sheet, and it does that for you? Okay, so this last section is there's going to be some manual entry and it helps you stay on top of your bank account because I'm going to tell you right now, if you don't have money in your bank account, you probably don't want to look at your bank account. I know what that's like. I get it, right? When there's no money in the bank account, you don't want to look at it. However, that's going to be one of your saving graces. So here in the KPI section, so there's the list section, which has the properties, what type you know, of job we're doing at each one, how much we're charging, drive time, man hours, all that stuff. By the way, yes, we actually have them track the amount of man hours that they spend at a site and send that all over to us because we collect that data to be able to optimize. Now, there are apps, there are different things that you can use. Like I know Copilot, Job, or different things you can measure the time you spend at each site. I just generally find it's a little bit quicker for them to not be messing around with an app. They just go ahead and check their watch or have a stopwatch, and then they just punch it in the notes and then send me the notes file at the end of the day, and then we can upload it right into the sheets. It also tells us 
we can also then go back and say, oh, what was the temperatures those weeks? Oh, well, maybe when it gets hotter, we decrease productivity by 10 to 15 percent, which happens. And so you say, okay, well, we can take 10 to 15 percent less work that week, and we're going to have to count on a little bit less profit that month because it's been so hot this entire month, right? All numbers that you'll be able to figure out in the in the long term, and we're going to talk about breaking down the numbers further in the next uh, in next week's episode of the series. But for this one right here, we're just trying to figure it out in the first place. So you're going to have your costs. So Every single day of the week, you're going to have um, here in the sheet for what expenses, what things came out of your account. So Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, they're each going to have their own little section that says item, right? What was it? And what was the cost? And so you can go in there and say, oh, Home Depot, $47.38. Awesome. And you put that in there. And guess what? It automatically adds it up. And not only does it automatically add it up for each day, it automatically adds it up for the entire week. Then what it does is it pulls from that first sheet, the week one list, it pulls that into another little spreadsheet area right below, uh, let me pull this up, right below um, the section that says the the daily cost where you're going to be punching in the numbers yourself. I know if you guys are like, oh my God, this is so confusing, try and follow with me. If you're on a mower, try and follow with me because you're going to start hearing some concepts. You're like, oh, I've never heard of this before. And if you can, when you get back, Go over the sheet and you're going to be like, oh, man, this makes so much sense. Um, and it's going to automatically add up your revenue from your property list. Remember how you added those prices in there and it automatically adds it up together. It's going to take that number, transport it from that one section to this other section, and it's going to pop up here. And it's going to tell you this week's total gross revenue without you having to go with your, your phone and, and calculate it all out, right? It's also going to pull from the part that talks about your hours, your man hours, and it puts that on the sheet too. So you can see your expenses, your revenue, and your man hours all in one place on the sheet. Now, by the way, yes, you can go back through and if you want, you can add sections about where it adds up drive time, where it adds up uh, man, uh, like man minutes at a given property. There's different things that you can play around with there, number of properties in a day, that kind of stuff. But these are the big ones, right? Expenses, revenue, man hours. And then it breaks it down further, okay? It goes this week's profit margin. It will literally take, because all your profit is, is your revenue minus your expenses. And then um, it'll tell you profit margin as a percentage. It'll tell you total revenue per man hour. So literally just revenue minus the man hours, total profit per man hour. So it'll give you a dollar amount for that. And then it'll give you a dollar amount for total gross profit. This is the actual money after everything's all said and done, after the dust is settled, that you actually made. This sheet right here, if you are running one to three crews, um, something not super crazy is a game changer. If you're not quite sure what your numbers look like, you're not quite sure what's going on all the time, and you're just like, dude, I just want to hit my stinking profit goals, and I just haven't been able to do that, this sheet is going to be super duper helpful. I'm going to double, triple check that I link this down below so that you guys can go in there. Again, make a copy. Don't just don't just uh, do the original sheet because people are going to go in and, and accidentally edit out your stuff, and you're going to waste all that time. Um so that's the first thing, reevaluate your numbers. So go over those. That's the basic stuff that you need to know. Um, profit margin, profit per man hour, revenue per man hour, your total expenses, and your actual dollar amount of profit margin. I'd also highly recommend you do this at the end of every single week. Every single week you do it, right? On a Saturday morning, you just go over it, or Friday night you go over it. And then at the end of every month, you add up all the weeks together. And yes, in the sheet, at the very end, there is... Um, an end of month KPI sheet that pulls everything from the entire sheet, all those different sections for every week that month, puts it in one sheet, averages everything out for you. Uh, I think it even averages like, yeah, 
It averages weekly man hours, average monthly expenses, average um, revenue per man hour, average you know profit per man hour, all that stuff is at the end of the sheet as well. Very important. Keeps life simple. You need to know this stuff. If you don't know this stuff, I know it can be a little bit embarrassing and a little bit like, man, I only got two grand in the bank account. I'm just, I hate looking at that. I get it. The only way that you're going you're gonna to fix it is by looking at it head on. Number two, uh, bid with your break even in mind. What is your break even? I am not the king of this, I will admit, but uh, we're getting better. And that is knowing, hey, what is the cost for me to do a given job before like and break even so not lose money just break even not make money not lose money you need to know that number because people are going to start haggling with you people are going to give you a hard time and there's going to be times that you offer up contracts to people they say "Mm, it's a little bit too high but you need that job you need to know exactly where the bottom line is you need to know where the point is where you stop making money okay and you need to it's it's very easy it's very easy to, to find this number okay very simple so Let's let's take mowing for example. Because mowing is very simple. Let's say you have one guy going out mowing. Super simple. All right. So what expenses do we have for this one guy? So if he's mowing for an hour, let's say maybe he uses a gallon of gas. So that's let's say five bucks. We'll just round up five bucks uh, because of the Joe Biden era, and five bucks is the norm. So let's say it's five bucks. Um, and let's say that his hourly wage is 25 an hour. So after all taxes, everything like that, it's more like 30 probably an hour, probably a little bit more. But let's, say, let's just say 30 an hour. And let's say that he works. Um, we'll start with that. We'll start with the variable cost there, right? The more he works, the more fuel he uses. So let's say with a truck, he uses uh, like a, a 20% of a gallon, a fifth of a gallon. So it ends up being that's a dollar, and then he uses five dollars in gas for the mower and the trimmer and all that stuff. Maybe it's five dollars, right? So he's got six dollars in already, and that's for an hour's worth of work. If he's just consistently out there mowing, he mows an acre, and it takes him an hour um, for fuel and everything like that, right? Drive time, you know, driving to the site using the fuel for that. Then there's paying him, which is thirty dollars an hour. So you're already at thirty-seven dollars an hour. Those are your variable costs right there. Now you have fixed costs, right? You have your truck payment. You have insurance. You have uh, your shop. You have um, office staff. You have all these people who are who are also, you know, maybe they're on a it's on a fixed basis. Well, let's say office staff is not on a fixed basis. That's more hourly, but. Truck payment, insurance. Let's talk that, right? You're like, well, how does that all factor in? Okay, so you just need to know how many hours worth of work is this person doing? I know this is all good. You're like, oh my God, my head is exploding. Bear with me. Bear with me because this is extremely, extremely important. Stay focused on this. Stay focused. I know it's boring. You're tempted. Hey, I'm going to go over to this entertaining podcast where they're going to talk about what lawnmowers to buy. You're not going to be buying any lawnmowers anytime soon if you don't understand this. So break even, right? So your variable, variable cost, let's say, is... 37 per hour let's even yeah let's say let's just go with 37 an hour we're just going to keep it simple that maybe it's just you in the office it's you and there's like two crews going out two guys doing the same thing right 37 dollars per hour is your uh variable cost and then what fixed cost you have maybe you have a 600 dollar a month truck payment and you have a 200 dollar a month insurance payment and then you know that um another variable cost could be uh, wear and tear on the mower so you know it's probably per hour is like a 10 cent per hour maintenance cost i mean you can add that in 37 10 right you know you know you if you know that every 100 hours is going to cost you 10 dollars, so it's probably more than that it's more like 50 cents per hour on the machine because it's going to cost you 50 bucks worth of maintenance every 100 hours to keep the machine going am i right right so oil filters um 
all that kind of stuff, right? All that crap, labor to have somebody else do it or yeah, you know, if you're paying for someone else to do it, 50 bucks kind of thing. Every 100 hours, maybe it's 50 cents. So you're already at 37.15 variable between payroll for the guy, fuel, and then the um, maintenance on the machines. Now, you're going to factor in, what about my truck payment, right? So $600 for a truck payment, let's say. Let's just use that as an example. Uh, maybe it's like a, a $25,000 truck, and you're paying it over 50 months, 45 months, something like that. So 600 bucks. 600 bucks. Now, all you need to do is say, how many hours is this guy going to work in a month? So let's say we do 35 a week. We sneak under that uh, health insurance. Let's say that you're doing that. So it's 140 hours per month. So you're just going to take your truck payment. And you say, he's going to work 140 hours this month, 600 divided by 140. So now not only do I have to get a certain amount per hour for it to be worth it for me, for me to break even, but now I also have to fill a schedule with 140 hours of work, which gets stressful. But if you balance it right, it's not a big deal. Um, so now you're looking at, okay, well, it's going to be 428 per hour to run that truck technically, right? So you can add that to your, to your cost. So you're at, you go, I'm at 37, 50 plus 420. No. So that's going to be 4138. So now you're already at 4138 per hour, right? So you're already, your break evens 4138 per hour with labor, uh, fuel, and payments for vehicles, so 41.38. And then let's say we do this insurance, that's 200 bucks a month, so that's gonna be a third of the, the 4.28, so that's gonna be a dollar and eight cents. I'm doing the math wrong here. Let me just, let me not, it's getting late, boys. It's getting late. The math brain is just shutting down, and my iPhone fingers are just shutting down, so. All right, so it's a dollar 43. We'll round up to dollar forty-three. So now we're gonna add a dollar forty-three plus forty-one twenty-eight. So if he works one hundred forty hours, right? So right now we know thus far with fuel equipment, we've we've covered equipment, not including buying the equipment in the first place, but just payments on equipment, insurance. Let's say all insurance is just somehow two hundred dollars a month, probably more like two fifty three hundred at least, um, and then payroll is like thirty dollars an hour. Um, you're looking at at least 42.70 per man hour, and we're just going to keep it simple. We'll just say that's all your expenses. Realistically, that's not all your expenses. You have a shop, you have an office person, you have all this stuff. Your break-even per man hour is 42.70 per man hour. That's pretty scary, because here's what that means. That means if you take an hour at a lawn and it's not making you more than 42 dollars and 70 cents, you are toast. You made no money. Okay. In fact, if you did that lawn for free, you're losing money at $42.70, $42.70 per hour, right? So therefore, you need to fill that one guy needs to do enough work to do make more than $42.70 per hour. So when you're bidding that property, if you're like, oh, hey, I want a 30% uh, margin on that property. So I'll multiply that by 0.3. So plus 3.78. Uh, I mean, you're going to have to charge probably at least, so you're going to have to charge at least $60 per man hour. That's what you're looking at. You need to be charging at least $60 per man hour to keep a 30% margin with just those expenses. Okay. Just as expensive, $30, uh, $60 per hour. So if you're at, um, you know, at someone's house and including drive time, including everything, mowing, loading, unloading, drive time, and you do two yards, 
you need to be making $30 off of each yard, right? Um, or if it's one yard, you need to make 60 bucks off of that yard. So that's just, I mean, obviously $60 per hour is, is pretty easy because you can break it down in the minute. It's like, oh, a dollar a minute. So as long as you're doing a dollar a minute, right? So if it's a going to take him 20 minutes and then it's a, a five-minute drive time to the next property and then, then the next one is a 30-minute property with um, 15-minute drive time to the next one, perfect, right? There you go. You just hit your $60 per hour. So keep those numbers in mind. Obviously, if you're charging like 75 per man hour and it's costing you 42 per man hour, that's a good day as you get bigger and have more overhead, office staff, shop, all that stuff. Your price is going to have to go up inevitably, but you need to know your break-even number. So if that makes sense to you guys, go through, break down your insurance, uh, hourly labor costs, break everything down into an hourly basis to do a, a thing because we're selling labor into an hourly basis. Then you're going to go through that and be like, okay, what is my break-even? 4270 is pretty low. Um it's obviously one man band going out there doing properties. So yeah, it's, if it's going to take them 30 minutes, it's got to be $30, including drive time then too. So you need to factor that in. Where's my nearest house? What's the drive time for that? It needs to be $30 at least. Um, and that is how you hit the 60 per man hour. That's how you hit a 30% margin with 4270 as your break even. So you have to know your break even though, because you're going to just get, you're going to run over. People are going to want to take advantage of you. Somebody's like, oh, why can't you do my yard for $45? And it takes you an hour to do it. You say, heck no, heck no. Because you know, you're going to make $2.30 on their property. Is $2.30 worth the headache of communicating with them and all this stuff? Absolutely not. So do not do that to yourself. All right, that's number two. Number three, we're going to run through this real quick. Cash flow over profit and loss. What is a profit and loss? Profit and loss is Basically, the very simple concept of revenue and expenses. It's all it is. It's a sheet that breaks down, hey, what are my, all my income sources? For you, it's literally just from revenue produced from the service that you're providing. And what are your quote-unquote losses? What are your expenses, right? So your expenses are uh, truck, labor, fuel, maintenance, shop, office staff, software, um, clothing for your guys, right? T-shirts, that kind of stuff. Um, hats, boots, that kind of stuff, right? Those are your expenses. So anybody can do, a, oh, how much did I make? How much did I spend? This is what I get. Anybody can do that. Now, there's an, something that we don't think about is how much time do we give ourselves to uh, make that money? Case in point, net 30s. I just got asked, uh, I think two days ago, I still haven't, I don't know if I've responded to him yet on Facebook. Uh, my brother, man, uh, asked me what a net 30 is. So a net 30 is where a company or anyone, any individual has 30 days to pay you from the time that you bill them, right? And what happens when you do that is they have, they have another 30 days to pay you. So you not only perform the service, and let's say that you send them a net 30 for them to pay, at the end of the month of their service, right? It's totally different. Net 30 is totally different than end of month billing. End of month billing is generally what we do with like residential clients where it's, we send them a bill at the end of the month and it's basically due immediately or we send them or we charge cards at the end of the month. That's end of month billing. Net 30 is you wait till the end of the month, then you send them something that says they have 30 more days to send you money. So at this point from the date of your first service to the property, it's probably been 60 days before you get paid for the, for the service. So one of two things has to happen. One, you go under, Two, you have somehow 60 days worth of cash to sit on to float your business until you get paid, which is stupid, and that's a really bad position to be in because you can't grow very fast 
because otherwise you get screwed too quickly, right? Um, where you need to have enough profit stacked up that you can f continue to float your business till those checks come in. What happens when 60 days goes by and they still haven't paid you? Because the big commercial sites are gonna do that. What happens? You're toast, right? So the cash flow, the cash flow sheet is the profit and loss brought to life. Because you can be like over the span of a year, you could be like, oh dude, I'm gonna land this massive contract, it's $100,000. And then I'm going to have a bunch of other residential. We're going to do another $200,000. Cool. So your residential you're billing every week and all this stuff. But that one commercial property that makes up 33% of your revenue could bankrupt you. On paper, you could be like, oh, it's only $100,000 in expenses this year to run everything, to pay everybody, to keep the lights on and to do the work. Uh, and we're going to make $300,000. Dude, we're going to make $200,000. We got a 65% margin. You know, we're doing great. But that that company that you're doing that $100,000 dollar thing for you wait 30 days to build them right you're doing it weekly mowing and you wait 30 days to build them and then it takes them 30 days to pay in those in that 60 day window and especially if you were charging your clients and sending them a bill at the end of every month for them to mail you a check guess what happens people don't pay you the commercial site could wait an extra 15 days to pay you after their net 30 and if they make up 33 percent of your money and they're like, well, pound sand, dude, we are your business. They own you and your business, right? You can't tell them to pound sand, you need the money, right? You did the work, you need the money, you can't sue them, they're a massive company, right? So it gets you in a crunch. You need to know what your cash flow realistically actually looks like. Month to month to month to month to month, are you going to go bankrupt? It's literally what this is. Are you freaking gonna go bankrupt? If you're gonna go bankrupt, maybe it's not time to take on that massive commercial job. Right, you need to know month to month when is the money going to hit the bank. That's why we charge people's cards. I think it's on Thursday. Everybody's cards get charged. Okay, we put in payroll on Saturday. It doesn't process until um, I think I think it might be Friday the next of the week after. So the guys are on like a week after rotation. Guess what? When I charge someone's card on Thursday and it hits the bank on Monday, I actually have the money in the bank for four days before my guys get paid for that work. So I'm good. I'm chilling. Like I have the money in the bank, right? Same for most shops. I'm going to take that check. You give me a check. I'm putting it in the bank right now. It's even the speed at which you put it in the bank. So maybe you look great on paper, right? $300,000 um, in revenue and, well, let's be more realistic here, and $180,000 in expenses. Maybe that's a little bit higher, but maybe you're not really in the field as much. 180000 in expenses. You're like, oh, okay. Well, uh, you know, $120,000 in profit. No, I'd say that's actually pretty realistic. That's 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 basically my business. Um, and if you have these big commercial contracts that you're waiting on, you're literally going to go broke. Like you personally are going to go broke. The only reason that you'll survive is if you somehow work enough that your labor cost that you save yourself is enough to pay your bills. I hope that makes sense. But basically for those you know, 60 days, you're not going to make a profit for 60 days because you're going to spend all of your money servicing your residential clients and your residential clients are going to pay for you to break even and pay for your labor to break even to go and do that commercial site that's promised to pay you in 60 days. If they don't pay you in 60 days, if they don't pay you at all, you are now out all of that profit that you just made from your residential clients, if that makes sense, right? So cash flow is so much more important than profit and loss. It's a month to month to month to month basis. You can even break it down in weekly. It just gets, you wanna pull your hair out when you see the weekly thing. A lot of times in snow plowing season though, I'm breaking down into weekly because when I 
get checks from people on a weekly basis dictates when I buy plows, when I put plow mounts on trucks, when I get new tires, because I don't want to bleed money, right? I have bills to pay. And so I need to know on a week-to-week basis. It doesn't just matter if you're going to make 300000 and you're only going to spend 200000 If you spend the $200,000 and then at the end of the year get the $300,000, you are never going to make it to the 300000 So you need to know when you're getting paid, when your expense is happening, and cash flow is exactly what does that. I know this has been a really long-winded one where it's like, oh my God, I want to pull all my hair out. It's because it's so stinking important. This is something that I'm really getting into, and we're actually going to be hiring uh, CFO services to go over our stuff and be like, hey, this is what you guys need to be following better. Um, here's what your break even actually is because we just think our break even is this. I don't know. I want to have professionals come and help me do that. Um, I am not a professional. I'm not a professional accountant, but I do know for a freaking fact that if you get paid at the end of the year 300000 and you incur $200,000 in expenses, unless you have a $200,000 line of credit, you are toast. You are absolutely stinking toast. You are done so. And so you need to be keeping track of not just your profit and loss, not just profit and revenue and expenses, because what if you get paid at the end of the month even? Well, come the third or fourth week, you're down to nothing in the bank account and your checks bounce for your employees, dude, you're screwed, right? So you need to know this stuff in advance. And that's why running a commercial central business requires a whole nother level to the game than you might think. And so I would be very careful before you get into it because you need to have the lines of credit. You really do. You cannot be just, otherwise you're going to be floating it. You're going to be making no money unless you love just doing this and would do it for no money in the world, which I, I hate to break it to you. Mowing lawns is, it's fine, but the clients are, it's not worth dealing with them for no money. So know your cash flow, know your numbers. The sheet's going to be linked down below. I hope you guys enjoy, got value. If you did, awesome. Let me know. Let me know if you have any other questions feel free to DM me on Instagram, link down below. It takes me a little while to get back to you because a lot of people do. Um, But yeah, feel free to reach out if you have any questions for me on that. That was a very long-winded one, but I hope that gives you guys a basis for how to track your numbers and how to actually freaking know how much money you're making and not just be guessing and living off of a guess and a prayer. And then at the end of every month, you're like, oh, dude, I don't have as much money as I need. And I overspent and I I thought I was making more money. It's just a horrible feeling. If you want to avoid that, if you want to actually build a business that is more than just a glorified job and is something that will create a real future for you and your family, you're going to need to know these things. So go check out the link down below. It is completely free to that sheet. That is going to be the start of your journey to knowing your numbers correctly. With that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed and I will catch you next week. Peace.